It's the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers with you, here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. And this week on episode 48, I've got astrologers Casey and Jennifer back in the studio with me. We're talking about Venus entering Libra, Mercury entering Sagittarius, and the new moon in Scorpio. Yeah, we've got a chock-a-block week. It'll be on the 8th of November that Venus moves into Libra, and then Mercury slams into Sagittarius on the 9th. And on the 13th, we have a very big, very dramatic new moon that you want to hear all about. That'll be at the bottom of the show. Now, because we have an extra long podcast... We're saving our astrology Q&A for patrons. Love the new questions, guys. I had the astrologers help me answer those for the patron-only podcast. That'll be part two of episode 48, where I go through how to harness this massive amount of energy to your benefit for the Scorpio new moon, okay? I want to remind you that all political opinions on this podcast that are expressed by me are mine and mine alone. You can agree. You can disagree. You can like me. You can hate me. What I am going to say is if you're going to troll me, you're going to pay me or I'm going to troll you right on back because I am a Gen Xer. Okay. Just just understand that. I, I, I just, you wonder why. Why do I clap back? Because... That's what we do. We don't just sit idly by and go, oh no, somebody doesn't like me. Um, So if you don't like my podcast, you are welcome not to listen to it. If you have constructive suggestions and you're a patron, I love to hear those. But uh, yeah, so there's a special song coming up in a little bit that I wrote for somebody who decided to have me live in their head rent free a little bit. I uh, created a little song. You get to witness my Venus in Gemini and Mars in Sagittarius. Uh, have a little fun at a troll's expense. Um, that's, that's much in keeping with the energy of this, of this time. It's, it's not wise to get into it with people. Uh, I was very inspired thinking about Venus entering Libra because I think there's going to be a lot of misinformation probably already is on the ticky-tocky about it in spiritual circles because everybody likes to make Libra energy out to be some kind of hearts and flowers experience and as somebody who possesses quite a lot of Libra okay, I have Jupiter-Uranus conjunction at zero degrees and my moon is in Libra uh, <laughs> when I tell you don't go there. It is neither pushover energy and decisive energy, nor is it uh, hearts and flowers. It's really about fairness, mutuality, and justice. And in the 19th century, when they started romanticizing marriage, which before was truly seen as a contract, and, and it was romanticized in in the 19th century because Queen Victoria was madly in love with Albert and so people loved to emulate people and so we started making this fairy tale about about marriage but the seventh house traditionally was about contracts agreements alliances and known enemies one of my 
favorite astrology facts. Uh, yeah, and we'll talk about that on another podcast. But anyway, I was inspired thinking of ways to look at love in different ways with Venus moving into Libra because Venus does rule matters of the heart and having our needs met. And Dr. Maya Angelou's quote of love liberates was the inspiration. We have a wonderful conversation about that. And then we get into the Scorpio new moon and talk about what we're going to do with it and why, yes, you can manifest with that energy, even if the whole world is looking wild. Okay. There is collective energy there is individual energy and you can go through a collective experience and have an individual take on what's going on and that's that's the difference you got to remember in astrology you can't just pigeonhole everything into good bad binary there could be everybody else could be having the worst day in the world and you could be right in it with them and you could still have a very transformative, uh, mystical, magical, religious experience. Okay. So these are, these are things that can happen. And, and I didn't mean all of that all wrapped up in one, but that's how some people describe those things. Right. So, uh, after the song for, uh, my troll Jess, I am going to do patron shout outs then we'll look at Venus entering Libra and we talk about Mercury entering Sagittarius and what those two in a sextile is going to mean. And then we'll do the last part of the podcast, which is almost, I think it's like 59 minutes long about the new moon in Scorpio, because I think this is going to be a very defining moment for many of us worldwide. Um, it, it will be a day that goes down in the history books. I know we're all sick of it. We're all sick of history. We're all tired of living history, but I will tell you, there has never been an, a year in human history where things didn't happen. Okay. It, it, that's why we have history books and we talk about timelines and we talk about things. A timeline is, is, is not so much <laughs> the metaphysical aspect, but rather the, the, chronology of events and nothing is happens in isolation there's always something that leads to something else all right well thank you patrons for sponsoring the awake space astrology podcast i always feel a little bit like i'm on npr because i have so many people supporting this podcast and without you there is no me I had a wonderful time in LA on Friday and Saturday. I went to the patron ambas Patreon ambassadors dinner. I've been a Patreon ambassador for two years and it's been a wonderful process of helping Patreon become um, a better platform for creators to use to put their work out into the world, whatever work and genre they work in, whether they're artists, musicians, game developers, astrologers, tarot readers, comic artists, uh, you name it, writers, psychologists, mathematicians, scientists. I've, I've met people who have wildlife uh, rescues and, and all manner of people who have a message to share with the world. 
And it's been my pleasure and honor to participate and have our community participate in testing new features that have now rolled out to everybody. And then I got to go to the Creator Fest in LA where Patreon rolled out really the new look, the new feel, and new features that include streaming, right? So you don't need the the middleman so much. You're just you're just streaming so you can create better better more worthy content i did put in a request for being just able to live stream on patreon so i don't have to connect any more services so we'll see how that goes um again it is my honor to work with patreon because they give me the security of knowing i can continue my work without having to constantly be on the grind finding new clients etc if you've ever done client work then you know how tiring that can be so i can put my stuff out there and people who want it can support it and the people who don't want it don't have to you know it is it is it is really awesome and i love serving my patrons because without you patrons there is no me speaking of patrons um and patreon that was one of the problems with uh, the troll. They didn't like how much I talk about Patreon. And uh, I, I don't think I talk about it enough. I just don't. I like to talk about things that help people. And the staff at Patreon is one of the most diverse, inclusive, considerate, thoughtful, responsive groups of people I've ever met in the tech industry. And I've worked in tech. So... Uh, Pardonnez-moi. Excuse me. I'm going to keep talking about it. So thank you, patrons. Up next, my song for the troll. Because if you're going to pay me, you're going to troll me. Or sorry, if you're going to troll me, you're going to pay me. If you pay me, I don't mind if you troll me. You can go ahead and troll me on Patreon if you're a paid patron. But uh, if you want to try to troll me for free, (laughs) well, I might sing you a song. Wow, Jess, you are really mad. I mean, wow, Jess, you just can't be glad. You left a review, boom, boom, one or two, boom, boom, and you didn't check your grammar. Wow, Jess, you are really bad. If you want to troll me, you got to pay me. the music you know what time it is i have disturbed the malcolm it is time for patron shout outs that's right without you there is no me and i am eternally grateful to you guys um there is a lot coming down the pike i it's been kind of a crazy time and i am working on the planner it it will be out asap i'm almost done with it I had to, I actually left my laptop at home on Friday and Saturday because um, I just knew I'd end up working all night or doing something really dumb when I had an event to do or being tempted to take it to the event and that wouldn't look good. Um, 
I talk about who I got to meet. I got to meet one of my favorite TikTokers, and I did a little fangirling. You'll find about that out about that later in the episode. But we've really grown, and I want to thank you guys for that. Uh, I want to thank all of you new patrons and all of our current patrons. Why do I just do new patron shoutouts? Um, I do that because there's a whole lot of you, and I am very honored and privileged to have you guys. Uh, sponsor the podcast. That's why we have only one ad on here, and it is the Spotify for Podcasters ambassador ad. And I do that because I'm hoping to inspire more of you to put your stories out there, to write, to start podcasts, to share your knowledge, share your experiences, tell your story. Uh, we all start somewhere. You know, you don't have to have it perfect. You don't have to have the big studio you don't have to have all the fancy equipment and uh, as you know I've been talking about moving I'll be moving very very soon the space is finally clear there's going to be some you know maintenance done before I move in I'm moving into the guest house at at my daughter and son-in-law's and it's lovely it's really lovely and it is a great space to record. We're going to do a lot of video and a lot of audio. So a new look, a new feel, um, same podcast. This podcast is going to be awesome. We're going to do more video with it because I'll finally be able to have the help getting the lighting set and all the important things when it comes to video audio. I'm good at, you know, that, that I've got nailed. I, I had training in audio as a young person. So it's, it's a special interest. You could say video. Well, I'm visually impaired. I'm blind in one eye and, and the good eye gets tired. Although thank you new glasses because I see so much better than I did most of the year um, where I was really struggling. You know, so for those of you who stayed with me for that, this has been a crunchy year. Um, I, I appreciate you more than you know. You, you've helped me keep going. So I want to thank the new patrons. We've got Megan, Christina, Catherine, Diane, Aaron, Tara, Nehmi. And if I'm saying you're wrong, you can correct me in the Patreon or um, you just send me a message or you can do it in the patron-only Discord. But I think it's Nehemi or Nehemi. Uh, Shante, Eliza, Benny, Bobby, Yvonne, Jessica, Mary Kay, Isabeau, Paola, Gabrielle, Marie, Leslie, Liv, Diana, Elena, Carmen, Chelsea, Laura, Leanna, Maddie, Victoria, JC, Erica, Beverly, ASB, Jessica, Emma, Jasmine, Jen, with two N's, Austin, Danny, Liz, Stacy, Lorna, Rebecca, Sarah, Mandy, Alex, Christina, Jennifer, Nicole, Joyce, Mari, Maria, Jessica, El Bravo, Sarah Jane, Jalisa, Taryn, Samantha, Allie, Amber, OK Aaron, Bird, Ruben Cervantes, Amber, Madonna, Roxana, Cookie or Cookie, April, Julie, Sandy, Tina or Tina 
Althea, Jennifer, Rose, Anna Kelly, Nizzy, CS, Danny, Jennifer, Ashley, Lisa, Kate, Christy, Tuella, and Trudy. Wow, 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 guys. That's amazing. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon. Your support is appreciated. Um, and I know, what a crazy time to join when you're like, uh, where's my stuff? <laughs> There's a lot of resources in there. Those video resources, the astrology guides, those are all in there. And yes, you get your special patron discount. I've been trying to know my moving date so I know when I can schedule things. And we're going to do a couple of get-togethers. And Planet of the Month, folks, your posts are coming up today and tomorrow as well. I know when I can like lead the workshop this month because I didn't want to put a date and then have to reschedule. I, I'm just funny about that. I hate rescheduling. And so uh, we've got that going on as well. So thank you, patrons. And by the way, the troll had a problem with me talking so much about my patrons. So I think we might double down and talk about you a little more. Um, <laughs> they get it. They get it. They get it, is what they said. Well, maybe they don't get it. Because this takes effort. It takes time. It takes knowledge. And patrons are supporting that delivery of information. And everything on this podcast has to do with astrology. When I'm telling a story, even on my rambling stories, there is astrology woven in because astrology is a framework and we understand it through metaphor, allegory, knowledge bases. And so astrology isn't just plug and play information. If you want that, that's pop astrology. Have at it. Be my guest. That's not what's up on offer here on the awake space. If you don't like the politics, well, politics and astrology have gone hand in hand since day one. Okay. Personality astrology didn't start till the 19th century. Okay. People were always looking for timing. They were always looking for world events. They were always seeking to know what's the energy going to be like that I'm living through? How can I surf the cosmic tide to the best of my ability? And that's what's up on offer here on the Awake Space. So if you're a patron and this is your segment, you have my eternal gratitude. As promised, I have Casey and Jennifer with me tonight. We'll catch Mackenzie in the daytime. That um, maybe that'll just be our habit. We'll we'll just be like, hey, come on to the show. So we, it's so well planned. Anyway, we're talking about Venus, and uh, I called it "Love Liberates," and the reason why is it's Venus is moving into Libra on November eighth. November 8th. And so uh, Maya Angelou famously coined that phrase, love liberates. So in the spirit of the good doctor, Maya Angelou, what are your thoughts about Venus in Libra, my dear astrologers? 
I feel like I I think it's like kind of misunderstood in a way. I think a lot of people have kind of a flowery version of Libra in their heads and like what that means and represents. And I think it can be very much deeper than that. So you're our resident expert on that because you have Venus in Libra, in Libra, and it's okay if we have animal noises on. We have all of our our managers, our our, our animal surrounding us, familiars. Yes, they are. We are being hovered upon by our critters, and I don't think anybody's going to mind that. Um, but but you have our, our resident Venus in Libra, so I do indeed. It's a heavy mantle. <laughs> I have to say no uh, I, I do and uh, yeah it's a placement actually it was probably the most difficult placement for me that I just didn't I didn't feel like I connected to it as well early on in my studies um, it just it took me a, it took me a second to understand like what it actually meant that it wasn't just the the kind of you know, it can be portrayed as sort of sweet and, and you know, um, Libra energy is like pushover energy is kind of the way that in pop astrology it can be categorized, which I think is funny. Um, <laughs> that's not me, <laughs> you know, so I had, I had difficulty like quite seeing exactly how it was playing a role in me. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, once I understood the relationship with, um, justice and really like, for me, building really strong connections with people um, mm-hmm. and like coming alongside people, that really, I connected with that. And so, you know, mm-hmm. once I got to the deeper bits, I was like, okay, yeah, that's totally me. Mm-hmm. So. You also have a good eye for art. I do. I think, um, yeah, like aesthetics, you know, I, I can mm-hmm. put stuff together that looks like, pretty good even though even if I'm not necessarily I'm not a graphic designer or anything like that Mm -hmm. there is I I kind of have like I can curate stuff pretty well um, depending on what it is you know Um, Mm -hmm. I can make stuff look good Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. and I can also kind of tell if people I can kind of lean into what I think other people how other people will receive stuff as well Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that can be really helpful in just any kind Mm -hmm. of presentation or you know anything that you're doing with with other people or like any kind of audience I think it's really helpful to be able to to put yourself in Mm -hmm. someone else's shoes I think that's a a good like Libra quality yeah and justice and fairness they're kind of all intertwined oh yeah Mm -hmm. what do you think Dr. Angelo meant by saying love liberates I think it's liberating in the sense that, I mean, it gives you a very distinct direction to go in, right? Like it is kind of freeing to be so committed to this kind of larger concept, right? This -hmm. larger energy Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of strive to be as tuned into that as possible. I think that can be really liberating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You used a really big key word there, commitment. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a really big keyword with Libra is the ability to commit. Um, and people will talk about Libra as non-committal or indecisive. Um, but I, I don't think it is. I think it can be very decisive if it matters. Yeah, absolutely. Malcolm snores. Malcolm snoring. So. <laughs> soothing. What about you? It is soothing. It's soothing snores. He played a lot with his with his his. I guess you could say niece. <laughs> so, it's my daughter's dog. Jen, what are your thoughts? What does is, what is love liberates and Venus and Libra mean to you? Hmm. Well, love liberating, I feel like that's like the basic thing that a lot of people need is to um, just not be mean to themselves. It's like the first step. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. learning to love yourself and love other people. And um, it's like in society we're kind of taught not to we have to Mm -hmm. live by other people's rules and we don't learn to listen to ourselves and what we really need so if you're tapped into that loving part of yourself your venus is um you know what you want and then you're able to know what things what like actions you can take that will get you there if you're Mm -hmm. not moving from a place of care for yourself and other people, then um, it's really easy to you know, get like co-opted for other means. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very, you know, when you're able to listen to your own inner voice, that is liberation. You're not being controlled by other people, being told what to want, what to do. Um yeah, it's like a whole process of deconstructing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have a lot of cultural narratives um, that mm-hmm. aren't exactly helpful. Right. That are toxic or mm-hmm. codependent. And I think a lot of times when we talk about Libra energy, we hear about codependency. I don't think it is inherently codependent in its nature. I think that is due to social programming. Um, I say that because of having a Libra moon and, and knowing what had to be deconstructed from that um the full quote if i might and we'll have a further discussion on it is and this is again by dr maya angelo love liberates it doesn't just hold that's ego love liberates it doesn't bind love says I love you. I love you if you're in China. I love you if you're across town. I love you if you're in Harlem. I love you. I would like to be near you. I'd like to have your arms around me. I'd like to hear your voice in my ear. But if that's not possible now, so I love you. Go. when we put it into context there and we look about what's on our horizon in our reality now in the idea of fairness and justice how does that full quote hit
It makes me think about culturally how we're so trained to view love as a means of controlling somebody or putting limitations on them. Like you, you're expected to be this to me now. I love you. Um, and I think I just, I feel like I've just seen so, so many ways that that plays out negatively people claiming that they love each other and yet limiting and holding each other back in a lot of ways. And I think that real true love is about honoring the person or thing that you love, right? It's not about changing it or asking someone to edit themselves or hold parts of themselves back, you know, core pieces of who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we move into the time that we're moving into, I think that plays out in a larger way. Like, I think when we learn how to do that, it can really be about listening to communities that are affected by things like mm-hmm. colonization, systemic racism, all, you know, sexism, all of the things that we see in our society, you know, actually coming from the groups of people that those things are affecting, right? And not somebody from the top, you know, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, dictating, oh, this is how this problem should be solved for you, right? I think that happens all too often. And I think that's why we're partly in the way that we are is that that's been done over and over and over. And that's what colonization is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're seeing, yeah. And we're seeing how, how um, ugly that can be. So it's like, when you talk about love on just such a personal level, I mean, what's more personal than love? It's so, it, it has such a bigger role you know collectively mm-hmm. how we view love right because mm-hmm. if, if mm-hmm. love is dominance and control then i think we're in trouble right yeah well i think when we look at libra itself in in 19th and 20th century astrology we have seen the like to have the scales rendered into hearts and flowers from a very unemotional unemotional thing a scale is not an emotional thing it isn't a value judgment it is this is either equal in weight or it is unequal in weight period there's no moral moral or feeling attachment to it it either weighs five pounds or it weighs six pounds <laughs> you know either both things weigh five pounds or one thing weighs four pounds and one thing weighs six pounds mm-hmm. and to have that turned into um like looking at the seventh house which uh libra rules or governs and and saying oh it's it's marriage it's love <laughs> which is very victorian mm-hmm very Victorian because love marriage wasn't really heard of in general before that. There were some, but very few because the seventh house is about contracts and agreements and Libra is about fairness and judgment and love. If we want to go with most major religions has nothing to do with condition. It just is. 
The contract is another story. The contract is conditional. Mm -hmm. I will be in relationship with you when the conditions are met. And it's you can not, love, love is not required. Love is not required to be in a contract. And you can exit out of a contract loving somebody. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. We don't often think of it that way. But we can't. In fact, that may be what's required for two people to grow in a relationship. <clears throat> you know, I think we're going to face some interesting situations in the world with Venus moving through Libra right now. Because we're looking mostly at law, rule of law, fairness, and causes. And love does liberate, because when you love someone, you're not, or love anything, a cause, special interest. When you've committed to a subject, committed to um, a reasoning, a philosophy, a way of life, you know, that's, that's a good size commitment. But what happens when the contract has played itself out? What if we've committed to something we haven't examined? We get into relationship that, that way sometime, right? I don't know about you. I've done it. Didn't yeah. weigh, weigh everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's people that I love very much that I had to walk away from. Because the contract wasn't, it wasn't beneficial for either party. And, you know, it's been years now, but I still love that person, but we don't talk. Mm -hmm. I wish them the best, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. And I think that's where people get into the indecisiveness of the Libra of like, well, how can you walk away and still love them? How can that be? You have to hold on and fight for what you love. <clears throat> you know? Yeah, it's, it's a hard choice. It really is a lot of weighing and measuring and mm -hmm. coming to that that mm -hmm. sort of decision if that's something that needs to happen mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you don't love that person or didn't love your relationship at a certain point maybe it was beneficial and then people grow apart or you just don't need someone in a new phase of life they just mm -hmm. you know and it, it, I really do like that quote and she's talking about um, love liberating like that and not being ownership and that you can love someone yeah. from very far away you don't have mm -hmm. to be like attached at the hip mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will always love the father of my children I have never loved anyone more I love that I see him in my children I had to leave there weren't any other options I'd tried them in fact even leaving wasn't leaving him I was trying to get him to come get some medical help here and it didn't work 
Oops. He passed away. Yeah. I mean, even I if you love someone, you cannot force them to do things. Even no. if you think it's good for them, that mm-hmm. you can wish best for them, but you cannot force people to act. That is dominance and control, and that is not love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's not. No. I think that's where so many relationships get into trouble, you know, is trying to make somebody do something or become something or behave in a socially acceptable way. And Libra can be a little rebellious. It's not exactly submissive energy. Especially no. if it's not <laughs> if it's not fair. Fair. <laughs> you know. So Venus the transit We've got a lot going on in the world. We have multiple genocides happening. They've been ongoing. It's just for the first time in human history, we're getting a bird's eye view um, of some of it. We're still not seeing what's going on in Azerbaijan and Armenia. Um, Again, America's allied with Azerbaijan. So... That's another one. And there's not any citizen journalism coming out. That could be resource driven, could be um, internet connectivity, you know, depends on what's going on there. Uh, DRC is another one. Democratic Republic of Congo has been ongoing. Sudan has been ongoing. Various um, genocides against indigenous people all throughout Central and South South America. Our own country continues with a genocide and erasure of a culture, of of many cultures of indigenous people in this country because indigenous uh, people of Americas are not a monolith. That's why I don't use the names of the full moons because people say, oh, that's the Native American name for the moon. There are many, many cultures, and it was not a ubiquitous belief system. So I'm I'm not going to land that, you know, and just say, oh, only this culture, you know, was the one representing. So uh, my Libra moon says it's not fair. Um, So we've got a lot coming up. And Venus and Mercury, because Mercury is moving into Sagittarius. They're in a sextile. For our listeners, a sextile is like cheerleader energy. It's like, you go, you go, you go, you go, you go. Woohoo! It is energizing. It's basically, you know, celestial speed. Um, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> so Sagittarius is law, philosophy, religion. Um, religion, not as in today, where it's very static, sadly. Um, but in, in the past, what was meant by the philosophers was things you could have a rousing debate because in the old times before the Roman Catholic Church stagnated uh, religion, even monks would have the, the debates around how many you know angels could fit on the head of a pin. You know, um, and so those types of discussions, that's a ninth house matter. That's a Sagittarius matter. So Mercury and Sag, sextile Venus, thoughts, 
We'll just say that. We hate that question, by the way, when you guys ask us on live streams. Thoughts? Thoughts. I have lots. Oh, you're fucked, right? <laughs> and fears. Give them all. Re- respond. Right? <laughs> uh, I Go think, for it. I think people are going to be really on their high horse about what they're seeing in the world. I mean, think we're seeing people pretty activated right now, but I feel like that's going to accelerate. And uh, especially when Venus moves into Libra, it's not really aspecting anything out of that's everything it's aspecting is out of sign. So it's interesting. Yeah. Out of sign, out of element, out mm-hmm. of everything. So it's kind of a muck. Yeah. So I feel like it's going to be, Intense. So as a native Libra Venus, (laughs) you've been an activist a good part of your life. Like, yeah. And have taken risk, whether it was, you know, your own deconstruction at a very young age, you were questioning that had huge repercussions. Um, Yeah. And I was very... I was very much weighing and measuring and assessing the things that I was around, the ideas I was being presented with. So I feel like that was a big part of that. And how young were you that you can remember you started questioning these things? I think I was probably, I feel like it was very early on. I want to say, around eight or nine, I started really kind of having a lot of questions about things. I always had questions about things, but it was more to, I was bothered by things mm-hmm. and I would get very bothered by, you know, ideas that were presented to me. And what I would try to do is, is figure out from a scriptural perspective, because I was mm-hmm. coming from a Bible is perfect. You know, Bible mm-hmm. is, you know, directly the word of God perspective so it's very you know strict so I was essentially treating it as like you know me like a lawyer reading through a contract trying to find loopholes Mm -hmm. this can't be right you know and trying (laughs) to crack the thing right and it was just every time that I felt that something was I remember this was when I was a little older I was in high school at this point I was 14 15 years old the story of Abraham being asked to sacrifice his son kill his son just I was like this is really disturbing i was very disturbed by it and i was like at that mm-hmm. point i was like i'm i was openly you know and not in a disrespectful way but in a way that was like this is vile i was disturbed mm-hmm. i really came at people about it and mm-hmm. um yeah so i think as you know as soon as i could kind of formulate the thoughts the questions are always there but i think the the real push into it eight or nine is and that was around the uh the left behind era so i had a lot Uh, of you know i was being fed a lot of really scary stuff so it behooved me to understand like (laughs) where this was coming from it was it was very scary mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it became an imperative Mm. vile stuff and it seemed very unjust to me as a matter of fact that was Mm -hmm. it was always a matter of justice those were always the issues Mm -hmm. that bothered me when i was biblical i was like it Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense this doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. I was like, I don't understand why God would be like this. How does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just I did identify. Yeah. 
I identified mm-hmm. with Jesus as a as a social justice warrior more than anything. That was the Jesus that yeah. I understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was going mm-hmm. up against authority, that was feeding people, that was healing people, that was mm-hmm. teaching people how to treat each other, mm-hmm. hanging out with people that other people decided were undesirable. Mm-hmm. That was what that was. I understood that very well. Mm-hmm. That was like that mm-hmm. made sense to me. That was the other stuff that was like. It doesn't fit with that, so that was that was the issue that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very Libra, Libra Venus. It's a lot of Libra energy. Yeah, yeah, and I and that was that was when I would get. I that was, I didn't. I was never a suck up, and I was always a good student, but I. Mm-hmm. I was challenging. I was always challenging. Mm-hmm. If I felt something didn't didn't track for me, mm-hmm. I would I would mm-hmm. be very blunt about it. And I was pretty shy. I, you know, I was pretty quiet, reserved. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very friendly with my teachers in the way that like mm-hmm. a lot of other kids were. I was very awkward. But you know, that for me was that type of stuff. That's when I would be the loudest. So mm-hmm. it, it just didn't. It never really stopped. <laughs> <laughs> just kept kind right. of escalating and, so right now and something you do is you do put your activism into practice you don't you don't just sit and have opinions on social media and, no, and pass on memes um you've been involved with uh, the houseless yeah that's a huge in, in los angeles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah housing issues and poverty have always been pretty pretty close to my heart uh, just it, witnessing people experiencing that. I've lived in Southern California all my life, so I've seen very intimately like the changes over the years, and it was bad before, and it's just gotten worse. And you know, I I value human life. I call me a radical, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think people should be living on the streets. And I I think they are human beings, and uh, they deserve you know respect and a uh, place to live. I think mm-hmm. so. That was always a, a cause that I, I've always done something related to it. I've done work at food banks. I've worked in the kitchen at a massive shelter, big like commercial kitchen, which actually was kind of fun for me. I uh, did a lot of dishes. It was kind of, you know, not the most glamorous work, but it's fun to stir a giant pot for a bunch of people that are hungry, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoyed that. But, uh, and then I've done a lot of outreach. I've done a lot of like really direct interaction where I'm going out to, to meet people, you know, where they live on the streets and, you know, building connections with them, trying to connect them to the limited resources that are available. And so, you know, it's, uh, I don't know this, I don't, it's just such a big part of who I am. And I, I can't turn it off. I can't turn mm-hmm. it off at all. And nothing really gets me more fired up. It's just, you know, I I desperately want for people to be good to each other in a way. And I feel like that is a very Libra thing. It's like so much of it is about comes down to just like basic respect at the very end of the day, mm-hmm. right? It's like mm-hmm. having that we can do a lot. We can be diplomatic. We can build a lot if we have basic respect for one another. Mm-hmm. That's like, I mean, if you mm-hmm. don't have that, you have nothing else. So, right. you know, I get, I want people to be in a, in a position where they can, uh, you know, meet each other in a fair way. Yeah. Level playing field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jen made a fun observation uh, that we all, uh, us three have, uh, <laughs> 
air venuses. Yeah. And so... Look at us on the podcast chatting. <laughs> yeah. We've got, we've got... Casey as the Libra Venus. Jen, your Venus is... Aquarius. Like you said. Aquarius. Minus Gemini. And um, it's interesting. Yeah. They are in... Um, Yours is in the fourth house, Casey. Mm-hmm. Jen's is in the twelfth house. Mine is in the eighth house. How interesting. <laughs> it gets even more interesting. Yes. And there's more. <laughs> Wait, Casey, tell us. <laughs> Wait, what else? What else? Did, what am I missing? There's something else more interesting. Um, you're a Cancer rising. Jen oh, is yes, a Cancer yes. moon. I'm a Cancer sun. It keeps going. Now, we also share beautiful things with with, uh, with our dear Mackenzie. Indeed. But in a different direction. That's where our Libra, Scorpio, Gemini stuff comes out. Yes. But, uh, but it's very funny. I was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, We're well matched. Yeah. What about you, Jen? So you've got an Aquarius Venus. So that's very humanitarian. How do you feel the vibe of Venus in Libra? I, well, I guess a lot of the things Casey talked about really hit. Like that's really what I've noticed is um, that striving for people to treat each other well and be respectful of people and understanding that your actions impact other people and not to just think about um, just how things impact you, like what you want to do. Having that like conscientiousness of the group dynamic, which is something I really appreciate. Is Aquarius Venus, that is something that means a lot to me. Um, mm-hmm. Is for someone to not be messing the vibe up you know right right stop harshing the vibe all of our heads just went yep yeah we all just nodded like mm-hmm. yeah don't do that i think that's what gets me on live streams as i'll be talking about like a major global event and somebody's like what about me and i'm like what about you what literally. about me? we have literally multiple millions of people suffering right now and you're like is it gonna get me yeah Really? So it isn't... Feel for the people who, you know, it's like, oh! Yeah, that gets me. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. It's so selfish. You know, it's so selfish. This idea of, you know, what about me? Jesus. Not cool, people. Um, Libra is kind of like crusader energy. When, especially when it's matched with sad. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, what is going to happen? Mm-hmm. I think you weren't <laughs> wrong. I think people will be further activated. I hope um, so. I do not think diplomacy is going to win yet. I just don't, especially when we're looking at the global conflicts. I think they'll expand, to be honest. Because diplomacy requires two willing parties. So when you have one party doubling down, on their breach of law, on their breach of humanitarian law, on their, you know, us versus them dehumanization tactics. 
um, I think we're just going to see an expansion. Um, and it, Venus is is not aspecting much until a few days later because the new moon is on the 13th and we'll talk about that in the next segment um but uh with venus moving into a sextile with mercury very quickly you know mercury will when does it pass into uh let me look oops let me grab it I made a cute little calendar. Don't worry, patrons. I swear, it is so worth the wait on what I'm creating right now. Yeah, so Mercury ingresses into Sagittarius the next day on the 9th. So it's a muck on the 8th. And then hours later, hours later, Mercury moves into Sag, making that sextile. And um, I think the international community is going to get louder. I think there may be some de- declarations further made. Um, I think you'll see more protesting. Um, and, and I'm hearing more intelligent conversations on the matters of humanitarian law, international law, um, globally than I've ever heard in the 33 years I've been a political analyst. I've been alone, especially in the United States, because the United States has been so programmed to believe might equals right and international laws for everybody else. And we have to defend what's ours and our way of life. And, you know, oh, no, they might come over here, you know, and it's like... Do you know how small those countries are compared to us, population-wise? It's not just, you know, size-wise. It's it's population-wise, comparatively. You're afraid of two million fucking people? <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> um, it's crazy enough here. And I don't think people realize how scared people are of us. <laughs> they're terrified. Yeah, that's the one, that's the part that really gets me. I'm like, it's we're the we're the baddies here. Have been for a long time. Yeah, so worrying about what's going to happen to us. It's like, I mean, you know, we have done quite a lot around the world for decades. Mm-hmm. We've caused a lot of devastation and a lot of refugees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And funny enough. Overseas, people kind of know it's not the average American. They know it's our government. Yeah. Which is really sad when here... Now, I see the change. I Like I said, I'm seeing an evolution happening in front of our eyes, which is exciting to me. Um, I was a very lonely voice <laughs> for a long time <laughs> and got hit by all sides for it in saying, um... There's a lot of rhetoric going on that isn't true. What do you know? I don't know. I did graduate work in this, but, you know, what do I know? <laughs> I know nothing. I'm only educated and worked in this field, but I know. I have boobies. I know. I know. Therefore, I cannot be an expert in anything. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Um, pardon my bitterness. But yeah, there's um, we're gonna see an escalation, I think, um, 
and a demand for international law to be um, to be enforced. And that could hit us as a country. That could hit us because we're aiding and abetting in the breach of international and humanitarian law. So, um, and we could easily, when if they say, well, we have alliances, we have treaties. Mm, there's also the Vienna Convention of 1969. So we could invoke the Vienna Convention. I know it's not as popular as the Geneva Convention, but it exists. <laughs> So um, that's right, folks. I'm not stopping my position on this. So um, I have family throughout that region, like from the Mediterranean to the Arabian Gulf. Some people call it the Persian Gulf. Um, The whole length. I have people everywhere throughout there. So, uh, but it was an interest of mine long before I even knew how related I was in that region of the world. So, but yeah, I think we'll see a lot more protests. I love seeing how people are studying, debating, discussing it. I think good, healthy debate is important. Um, I'm, I'm concerned with silencing techniques. I don't think that will fly with Mercury and Sagittarius. So I don't think having the Sag Mars. <laughs> I tell you, shh, doesn't work. <laughs> uh, ask the people closest to me. <laughs> yeah, got a Sag Mercury. That's yeah. oh my gosh. Oh, it's a uh, a pain to talk to people who are not willing to have the conversations or that you. They just spit out logical fallacies, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> do, you, do you hit them with the facts? Yeah. If I sometimes it's just not worth it, but generally, oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh huh, that's nice. <laughs> Good yeah. for you. I like to call Sag Energy the Factomatic 3000. If truly riled up. But it's it's true. If it's not worth it, you walk away. If you can't reach the goal or objective. So. But yeah, I think things are going to get really interesting. Oh, crazy times. So. I started with the idea that love liberates in this segment, just to wind the segment up. Because to me, love is so much more than romantic love. You know, if you're going to, one, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. I never, I never, once I became an adult, I should say, I did not like the axiom, love thy neighbor as you love thyself, because most people really treat themselves pretty shitty. So how are they going to treat anybody else, right? And how we treat other people is truly a reflection of how we view ourselves. So, you know, when people are wanting to decimate other people, it's because they're afraid of decimation. Um, abusers are like that. If you've ever been in an abusive relationship, you know, it's their fear, their insecurity, their desire for power and dominance and control. 
And that's what they get their rocks off of. It has nothing to do with sex. It has nothing to do with anything else. It is literally about dominance and control. And um, when you have love, and I'm not talking hearts and flowers and dates and, you know, give each other chocolates on Valentine's Day. I'm talking about actual love. Whether we're looking at, you know... (laughs) You know, brotherly love, sisterly love, friendship love, humanitarian love. It is non-controlling and it is doesn't it is not about coerced agreement. It's not about um, collective acceptance. It is a radical understanding of humanity. And if we could get just a little bit further and I think we're starting to see that I think it's I, I see the Pluto and Aquarius era kind of the, the the little shoots of that seed that has to you know grow for 20 years in the rubble of Pluto and Capricorn you know um, those shoots are starting to grow in conversation and and in ways we didn't see in 2001 in ways we didn't see in 95 in ways we didn't see in 88 or 85 or 82 79 you know um, I have a lot of hope even though it appears hopeless because of what we're seeing go on it's new it is new and that's exciting um Yeah, I, I love that. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That we just are, really reminded yeah. me of um, Bell Hooks of her All About mm-hmm. Love series that people have really. I think I've seen a lot of people carrying it around in the past mm. couple of years, and you know she wrote that in two thousand one. Um, mm-hmm. It's really powerful. I just looked up her chart, and she has a Libra stellium <laughs> yeah, so, there's a ton there of go. libra a yeah. ton of libra yeah, mm-hmm. venus mm-hmm. sun mercury saturn neptune mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah i just really love how she um describes love is it it's a combination of trust commitment care respect knowledge and responsibility and action mm-hmm. towards yourself and others and mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just saying, oh, I love you, so you need to do all of X, Y, and Z to satisfy Mm me. Anecdotal, but really funny. As you know, I have a Libra moon. And I have been in more traditional relationships, which both didn't last. Because I am highly independent, and that doesn't go over well. Um, by people who want the status quo, right? Or want that traditional gender role applied, which is a social construct. It has nothing to do with genetics. And in fact, it was really designed by 1950s ad agencies, to be honest, because those aren't always the cultural roles in other cultures but um, when I got together with my boyfriend he would not tell me what to do or even 
you know, if I told him, oh man, I worked too late last night, you know, I didn't get enough sleep, he's going to be like, oh wow, that's too bad. And he wouldn't say, well, you need to go to bed earlier. You should do this or you should do that. And I'd be like, does he not care? Or I worked a lot and he'd be like, you seem really tired. And I'm like, I am. I've been overworking. He goes, look, you're doing a really good job. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't try to take anything over. And my initial reaction from social cultural programming is, does this guy even care about me? And luckily, I'm a thinking person, and I started realizing, well, he trusts me to know myself because I'm a full-grown-ass woman um, with full-grown-ass kids, even. And it was like, oh, wow. Because if he would have said, well, you should go to bed earlier, I'd be like, who the fuck do you think you are telling me what to do? (laughs) I would have hated it. But it was that social cultural programming that was up on deck. And in the last, I mean, we've been together for a while. We broke up. We came back together, right? We came back together in 2001. And um, I am so glad we had that. I'm the one who broke up, actually. It wasn't a we. It wasn't mutual. It was me. And I had really good reasons, and I'm glad I did it. We also, when we came back together, I went back very tentatively. And I observed a lot. But I did tell him from the beginning, I'm really glad we didn't get together because I didn't do enough work on myself and I would have made all the same mistakes. Fast forward over this time. It's really cool he doesn't tell me what to do or tell me when to go to bed or give me a hard time for doing whatever isn't necessarily good for me. Um, It took a long time to be okay with that. It was really insecure because we've been trained. And so that Libra codependency is the, like, I, he doesn't like it when I tell him. I'll be like, hey, don't drive too fast. You worry me. And he's like, hey, this is what I do. I, I work with cars. You need to trust me for me. And I'm like, oh, man, you're right. He has an Aries moon. So there's no telling him anyway. So, you know, but it made me realize how much the codependency is it's it's basically damage to that libra placement regardless of what it what it is whether it's a moon a sun a mercury mars that over that over caring because it's not really care you're not trusting that other person their wisdom their guidance their path and it's cloying and it requires them to need you so you can keep making them happy and if they're happy you've lost your job and I think we'll see a lot of that to examine with this that our responsibility is there to be human and to be decent and respectful but it is not our job to take over for somebody to overdue for them or take responsibility for their feelings or their um, their process and it's just an observation I've had over the last several years um, doesn't matter how old you are you're still going to deconstruct <laughs> maybe in a different way 
because this is really old stuff. Um, looking at Venus squaring off with Pluto, that's going to be very, very interesting. Did you guys take a look at that chart? This is going to be a long episode. You know what? Let's save the Venus squaring off with Pluto for the patron only. We'll talk about that separately here in a minute. Um, Because I don't want to cut this video. It's it's late and I've been crazy all weekend. Um, And I move this coming week, so... (laughs) I'm trying not to do this. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to be fair to me. That's fair, Lori. No, that's no, Lori. Spare Lori. I'm saying I'm stepping in right. to say this is right. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, because we, we still need to, need to preserve about Lori's the new energy. moon. We do. Yeah, we do. We have a lot to talk about. So we do. Let's give them something to talk about. I, love I that literally song. brought that song up the other day and everybody got mad because <laughs> it got stuck in their head and I brought it up to get another <laughs> song stuck out of their head. I'm like, I'm the bad guy? Now you don't have fucking Creed right? in your head. So <laughs> Some of the examples All- of the charity work that I do in my free time. <laughs> right? Yeah. You just appreciate. keep giving. You just yeah. keep giving. All right. Let's, let's talk about Venus squared Pluto for patron only. Um, and we'll end the segment and we'll move into the new moon because this new moon happens next Monday, the 13th. And, um, what time you had the chart up? You want me to look for, I can find the chart. You put it into, did you? I didn't put the time up, of course, but um, I have the chart right here. So let me. Oh, okay. It's at 1.27 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. So see, the podcast won't even be out at one. I usually don't get it out till 3.30 Pacific. Um, So, and I'll probably be moving. (laughs) So if I haven't already moved. Um, so let's talk about that new moon in Scorpio. It is a whole thing. It's a whole thing, guys. Now, on a person, we'll talk about on a personal level as well. And in the patron only podcast, we'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about how you can use that new moon to your advantage because it's a very powerful new moon to really make some massive change in your life. On the Monday level, well, you'll find out in the next segment. All right, we've taken our break. We're up and looking at that new moon in Scorpio on November 13th. This is a big new moon because Mars is not only conjunct the new moon, and remember, a new moon is where the sun and moon are conjunct. They're together, right next to each other in the sky. And in opposition to Uranus. <laughs> Surprise! Uh, I am afraid on a geopolitical level I am afraid on a geopolitical level, this is where the conflict in in Israel, okay, against Palestine is, is going to expand. Um, I hope it does not. I hope that diplomacy wins the day, but it doesn't look like it's going to. And this could mean it expands regionally 
regionally. And the propaganda is going to be outstanding because Mercury will be in Sagittarius at that time. And again, we're talking mundane, so we're not smack talking anybody's placements. It's very different rules. And the way we describe the energy is very different when we're looking at world events, politics, natural events. We could also see a really big earthquake that day. Um, more likely in the southern hemisphere no sorry northern hemisphere but to the west of the location the chart is made for which is los angeles so probably out in the ocean it could be up towards alaska it could be around japan um probably up in that north pacific would be my guess so you know alaska could see another 6.5 japan could see another 6.5 it could also be in eastern russia or sorry western russia yeah no eastern russia sorry it's west of us but it would be eastern russia um it's so crazy <laughs> i'm like thinking and yes <clears throat> so yeah, it, it's probably offshore because this is also trying Neptune and Neptune is still retrograde. So we could see some leaks of information come out as well. Some truth revealed, some skullduggery revealed. I know this could be political. It could be financial. This could be against politicians. This could be against leaders. This could be against banks. Um, investment companies, private equity firms, commercial real estate, just listing off the amount of things that could be impacted by this. But when it comes to what's going on in the Levant, which is also called the Near East, and it's the part of the Middle East that is in the uh, Mediterranean region, things could get really dicey. Um, it's something I've been worried about as a political analyst that specialized in the Middle East. It's what I did graduate work in. Everybody else was looking at the Soviet Union. I was the weirdo going, hey, I think we need to look over here. Um, maybe it's because I'm psychic. I don't know. But uh, it could expand. And that is what we don't want. There has been a great amount of restraint, if you know the history of the region. Um, there's been an obvious not wanting to repeat 1967. Uh, but I don't know how long they will last with the current genocidal conditions because it's not just the carpet bombing. It's not just the use of white phosphorus. It is also the starvation and, and dehydration of, of 2.2 million people. And um, I'm, I'm not going to be quiet about this. It is a massive breach of international law and humanitarian law. Massive. And uh, the people crying foul about it, go listen to the language being used. You know, it is dehumanizing language. It is language that has been used in every single genocide in recorded history. Whether it was Pol Pot or in World War II, um, and that's why so many people who hold credentials like mine just like, ah, so, um, 
this this is serious and i think i've made my position really really clear if you're a new listener go you can go listen to my last couple episodes i've been very very clear about this and as somebody who is a member of the diaspora i am absolutely appalled by the language and the <laughs> centering of self on this and the fear of reprisals. And it sounds a lot like the United States sounded like after the Haitian Revolution and the slave uprising. Oh no, but they'll come after us because we treated them badly. Well, again, there there is a lot of breach of law and it's been ongoing. This is not a new situation and I know a lot of people are very new to it. But it's something I've been vocal about since 1988 when I started to learn the real history. And as somebody whose family was wiped out in programs, okay, in the 19th century, I am absolutely disgusted by anybody who could make an excuse for this. There are... Hundreds of families wiped out forever. Never never to be known. Their bloodlines are gone. That this could be excused as self-defense is abhorrent and egregious. And there is not a single religion that accepts that. There are huge and gross violations of international law. Now, this is my words, not my guess words. These are my words. And they're verifiable when we look up humanitarian law. They're verifiable under the Geneva Convention. And it's not even really a war. Because to be a war, it has to be between two sovereign states. This is not a sovereign state. It's an occupied territory. There are no treaties between these two. There's a, there was a ceasefire agreement, but there is no recognition of sovereignty. And unfortunately, this puts the people of Israel at great risk because of their government's decisions as well. And we're going to see even more losses because of it. So, I think we could see an increased use of force with this new move from a mundane level. And I think we could see some natural disasters. I think we could see some big storms come up. Um, also, to clarify to people who thought I meant climate change would end this situation in 2023, they didn't listen to everything I've said. I was talking about the winter of 2024, 2025, and 2025, 2026 when it came to global conflict. So I think things are going to expand and we're going to see a little bit more than we want to see. No, it will not be global thermal nuclear war. However, 
there is a concern about tac tactical weapons being used. I mean, there's probably already depleted uranium shells in use, which causes geoblastoma. And that's one of the reasons many people who served in Kosovo, Iraq, etc., have had mystery diseases or an increase in geoblastoma. That research is, is get, becoming much more widely known. And I don't know about you, but I've lost friends who served in those wars to ugly, ugly things. And I myself was um, potentially impacted by depleted, depleted uranium used in um, Desert Storm in the 90s because I had a miscarriage that year after being exposed when I moved to the Middle East. And every baby born in 1992 in Bahrain that I knew of, um, with few exceptions, had some very, very serious health effects. Uh, because the depleted uranium got caught up in the dust and it f floated through the air. And so there's massive environmental concerns with this regionally. It could impact people as far as Italy if it gets on the wind. Um, and it will. You know, these things aren't geolocational. They don't just stay in one spot. Um, there's lots of reasons why we don't want to have massive amounts of physical violence and armed conflict. So if you wondered where I stood, well, this is the awake space and I am the owner of woke astrology. So if you thought I'd ever accept the status quo, well, think again. All right. So to my lovely, lovely guests, we've got Casey and Jen with me, our astrologers, and we're going to be talking more about what this new moon might bring other than the mundane. Um, everybody wants to know, should they manifest? And I would say with this new moon, oh, hell yeah. What are your guys' thoughts? I think with it being in Scorpio and opposite Uranus, this is really a good opportunity to reflect on the inside of you and maybe dig up some things that aren't serving you mm -hmm. <laughs> and liberate yourself from them. Um find ways maybe that you've been holding yourself back or maybe things that you've been scared of. I mean, mm -hmm. that can be a lot of that Scorpio energy can be things we're like deeply afraid of that we don't want to look at or kind of ugly mm -hmm. um, and acknowledging those things. And um, you kind of have to do that. You have to take a look and accept that it is before you can root it out mm -hmm. and do something different. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this is a really beautiful chance um, especially with uh, Venus in Libra, um, got to figure out what's fair to you, mm. not just for other people, but um, how can you treat yourself a little bit with more grace um, than maybe you have been in the past? What are some things that have been holding you back or that maybe you've really wanted to try, but... I don't know, maybe you thought you weren't good enough or whatever your reason is. Um, if you feel inspired to do something, do it. But maybe don't start fights with people. Um, <laughs> yeah. <it'll... laughs> I don't think that, would, that will not go well. <laughs> it's an internal job first. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Getting into it with people will be very volatile and have very quick repercussions to... to any kind of action 
and it'll escalate very rapidly. So yeah, it wouldn't, if you want to retain those relationships, it might not be the day to give somebody a piece of your mind. Yeah. You could think about maybe ways that you're accepting treatment that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't. Um, it's kind of you have to do that internal work to figure out why am I taking this? Why do I feel like I deserve this? Is it something that someone else told me? Mm-hmm. Is it something I want to take forward mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really like the energy of Scorpio that I get. I mean, it's like in the fall, it's things are dying away to make room for the new. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of you have to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to clear the garden. Mm-hmm. In Build order up. to yeah. have, yeah, so you have room for the new seeds mm-hmm. to grow. Spread the compost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. As Dolly said, Dolly Levi said, and hello, Dolly, money's like manure. You got to spread it around young things to help them to grow. That's the time to put it down. And sometimes the shit of our lives is the manure that helps us grow into who we need to be. And we've got the Scorpio nodding. What are your thoughts, Casey? You got me. Yeah, Scorpio is such a strategic energy. And I feel like this is a really good opportunity to look at what is really driving you right now what is moving you forward what really is at your core what are you working towards and i think that this energy is very good i feel like breakthrough energy to Mm -hmm. kind of just feel into what is at the core of what you want and make some decisions about what actionable uh steps you can take to to kind of maybe you want to even change the way that you approach things Mm-hmm. You know, try something different. Be open to approaching things from a different way. Be open to new perspectives about things as well, I think. Yeah. Like the things that maybe you've overlooked before or maybe seemed unimportant about you or what you're doing. Maybe you see them in a new light. Uh, I, mm-hmm. think I, I, I think everything can be useful. I think that's one of my biggest Scorpio attributes is I will find a way to recycle the hell out of any situation that has happened to me. It just, I'll, I'll get the meat off those bones, you know, in some way, like I'm not leaving empty handed. So, you know, it's a, it's a good time to, yeah, like get into that manure. Like what, what is it going to grow? What is it? What are you going to mm-hmm. grow from that manure? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Reexamine things, the value of things, and maybe try try a different approach if needed. Yeah, I mean, as a Scorpio raising, I'll find my safe self saying, I've done that. It didn't work. You know, I just told Casey that tonight. Um, and I catch myself even in the moment when I'm arguing for why something won't work because I tried it 10 million times in a decade. Um, it doesn't mean that the idea is completely wrong or the material is bad or, or, or it just might be the timing wasn't it. Um, I might need to, especially looking at this new moon, um, which is at uh, what 21 degrees of Scorpio. And um, it is, it, so it's later, 
in in it. So this is not a situation that's new to you. These are old habits. These are old thoughts. This is an older project that maybe just hasn't got off the ground. Um, you know, whether you've been writing a project or creating like your social media strategy, and you're like, well, I tried it before, but it didn't work. Um, this might be a great time to do what they call cannibalized content. So maybe you had some content and and you know it had good stuff to it. Maybe it was too long. Maybe you need to grab some snippets out of it and recycle it. Um, maybe maybe the story itself is good, but maybe it needs editing. Um, maybe maybe the job hunt has been wrong and you haven't been finding a job, not because you're wrong or there's something wrong with you, but maybe you've been applying to jobs that aren't going to support you truly. Because Scorpio is about gaining support versus um, toil. Okay, it's strategic and it's being supported. Okay, so people never talk about that part. But when we look at ancestor worship, that's Scorpio. You're calling in the support. You're calling in beyond the veil um, versus the mysteries of the 12th house, which is the universe, God and the goddess, etc. So that's more deity and work with deity or source energy or the quantum, whereas Scorpio is, is of the generations. Um, this is break. It is breakthrough energy. Like both of you said it is. Um, and so it's maybe instead of saying, well, I tried it, tweak it, rework your resume, rework your project, um, take it from a new angle, be willing to take a risk that you were afraid to do because you know, the whole, well, what if people don't like it? What if people don't like me? What if, what if, what if, what if? what if it works yeah you shouldn't make up people's minds for them on that yeah yeah i mean how do you guys feel being podcast guests now compared to when you first started i mean it's just much easier Mm -hmm. yeah i used to have to pull your teeth to get you in here now it's now like, like whoever's whatever in- it's three in the morning we're right like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> right it's whoever's awake it's like who's awake yeah who's up? Like- yeah we'll get- yeah absolutely we'll get mckinsey on in the daytime i promise so we'll have to get all all of us on again but yeah so this is good energy for a breakthrough um It'll be intense. And the day before, actually two days before, I think. um, So like the, I would say anywhere from the 18th through the 20th. Or sorry, I was thinking of degrees. Um, So from the 8th itself of, of November, the 8th through the 12th, I think things are going to be really intense. Um, on all levels and you may feel that pressure you know especially when that moon is moving through Libra um, and the early degrees of Scorpio because it'll it'll be going through some phases of the moon that are a little tense Um, but when the moon's in Libra it will at the end of that just before it pops into Scorpio it's going to be squaring off with Pluto Uh oh 
also not a good day. That whole week is a shitty week to have a relationship conversation. Just do it. it do not tell your beloved or or your your known enemy. Um, that's that's one of the meanings of the seventh house. Um, don't tell them we need to talk. Yeah, you do not need to talk. You don't need to talk. You need to go to separate parts of the house if you want to retain the relationship. Just zip it. You can have the talk later if you want to retain it. Now, if you want to end the relationship in a very dramatic way, have the talk. Yeah. And I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear, Lori, I didn't listen to you. I'll be like, well, that's on you. I don't know about you, but I hate that. I'm mean, like, we need to talk. Like, oh, that does not mean we. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That means you want to talk, and I have to sit there and find out what you don't like about me. <laughs> I'm always like, so talk, <laughs> right? It's like, okay. oh, yeah. It's always dramatic. I'm allergic to that. It's like, oh, if you have a problem, just tell me. But saving it up for a bad transit, don't do that. It's also been like if you're in a very volatile relationship, you do need to be, be very careful, you know, pretty much from the 8th to the 15th. It, it's, you know, if, work on your strategy for being safe. Um, this is good times to make strategic action. So maybe you have a product you want to launch. This is the time not to launch necessarily, but to write out that strategic plan. So, so many times people like write the book, write the script, build the course, build the website. And then they wonder why nobody's shown up. You know, you have to submit things. You have to, you know, make a list. This is a good time to get fairly detailed, you know. And with Mercury and Sag, then this is a great time to kind of double down on your adventure and risk-taking, you know, as well. That's about goals. So the Scorpio strategy mixed with your goals, your, you know, where, where are you going? It's not just an adventure without a destination. What's your vision? How can you strategically work through it and blow through the blocks? What are you talking yourself out of? Because it's really, you know, it's really annoying to me as somebody who just will try and try and try no matter how many times they fail. (laughs) For people to go like, I can't do it. (laughs) Just fucking do it. So what if they say no? You're not going to die from that. Really. And failure is not going to kill you either. I promise. I've done it a lot. Look at me. Woo. You know. Oh, back up. You know. You do it. Just do it. Eventually something works out. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) It does. You've got to gather the experiences. But if you're holding back because your mom doesn't think it's a good idea or your boyfriend doesn't think it's a good idea or your spouse thinks it's dumb, um, one, don't, have they ever done what you're doing? 
you know, if they haven't done it and they don't work in that industry where they don't, you know, their opinion is fart gas. So it is time to let go of that and, and move yourself forward. This is great energy for that. Speaking of Scorpio energy, guys, um, let's look at some ways Scorpio energy is described to give people an even better idea. Um, so obviously the scorpion, but what other imagery can we give people? People love the Phoenix. They love the Phoenix for Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Jen, you were going to add? Probably Phoenix too. Yeah. And also we got the Eagle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, you get to the Eagle part when you realize you don't have to keep burning up. Exactly. So you don't have to burn it all to the ground and start over every time, I promise. Took me a long time to learn that. And maybe it is just it takes a while to learn that. Maybe there's no shortcut to that. You know, maybe you just everybody has to realize that in their own way. I think a lot of people identify with the burning down. Mm-hmm. With that Scorpio energy, right? It becomes something to hold on to and it becomes a consistent mm-hmm. thing. And I feel like for Scorpio, it's a very, it's interesting because there is a consistency to it, but it is also always changing mm-hmm. and evolving. So mm-hmm. understanding that that doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, it can be a, a restructuring, a, you know, a, a growth. It doesn't necessarily have mm-hmm. to be a, burn it to the ground burn it to the ground yeah, yeah exactly yeah. well even eagles molt you know all birds right, molt yeah. their feathers but that's very different than burning to the ground mm-hmm. so when you realize you can shed the skin a little bit when you can shake the feathers off and grow new ones um, and retain the structural integrity of who you are and that is because flight fe- feathers get damaged. That's why birds molt. Their feathers get damaged with weather and time and age, and so they shed. They look kind of funky when they're doing it. <laughs> but um, birds don't lay eggs while they're molting. Did you know that? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Focusing so- that energy elsewhere, probably. Mm-hmm. Right. It would be too much because, you know, they need the protein and everything else to grow out the feathers. So a lot of, especially um, like chickens and ducks, you know, but I'm, assu- mm-hmm. I'm assuming other animals don't as well. Um, and uh, there's times in life where we think things aren't working. And that's because we're transforming. Yeah. It's hard to tell when you're in it. It really is. I say that with a lot of knowledge. <laughs> right? <laughs> Too much knowledge. Too much knowledge. Yeah, it's it's hard to perceive while you're in it. It is. It, oh, it's terribly hard to see while you're in it. Um, once I knew... And there's times where it's necessary too. Like if you want to make a major change, you know, you're pulling a 180, you know, 
but it's not recommended if you don't have the skills to do it. You know, and that's what I did in 2017, 2016, 2017. Um, but I had a lifetime of burning it to the ground not necessarily of my own like there had been arsons this time i lit the match <laughs> you know it's like well if it's gonna blow up i'm gonna do it but it, once that stability came in after there's no need to burn anything to the ground there's still the desire to once in a while i'm like let's yeah let this puppy right because you know you can <laughs> Well, no, it can. Yeah, I'm like, fuck it. You know, you can. It might even save everyone a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, man, this remodel is taking forever. Let's just take it down and rebuild. But, <laughs> but that's why I change things up so much. You know, it's like every couple of months, I'm like, all right, this isn't working. I could quit, or maybe, hmm, restructure it. Just tweak it a little. To make it work for everybody. Sometimes when things aren't working, there's a freaking reason. Maybe you're growing. You know, maybe your time needs to be used in different ways. Now, everybody has Scorpio in their chart. Okay, everybody. Everybody listening, you have Scorpio in your chart. Go watch the YouTube videos I have up on beginning astrology to learn this stuff. But where is Scorpio in your guys' chart? And how do you think you're going to use this new moon? It's conjunct. This is conjunct my Pluto, so I'm intrigued. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think this is going to be a big new moon for me, and it's in my fifth house. So I think it's going to be creative, uh, and you know, I've been changing the way that I'm putting myself out in the world creatively and what I'm doing creatively. So I think I'm feeling like the things that I've been working on, I'm like, ah, I, as soon as I looked at the chart, I was like, oh, okay, there it is. That's when we start moving. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to some momentum. Yeah. I bet you deserve it. Yeah. It's been, it's been very inky with all of the Scorpio energy. So I'm let's get moving, you know? What about you, Jen? Um, it's in my ninth house. So, I don't know. I am making plans for things I'm looking into, what I'm studying, um, exploring. Teaching. So I think I'm going to, yeah, so I'm going to be making plans for that. Very exciting stuff. Jen's going to be teaching uh, natal chart foundations in 2024 for me. Mm -hmm. We have a a lot of fun there. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She was my TA this year. And I got so many rave reviews. Your students loved you. (laughs) So I love that. I love spending time with them. Every time we'd have like a group discussion, it's just... My very favorite part is getting to help people understand themselves and talk about a subject I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. That's good shit. Yeah. Well, and you're really good at it. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're really good at it. Well, I wouldn't have you do it if you weren't. Mm-hmm. I'm nice. I'm not that nice. I'm like, oh, let's see. Somebody isn't going to represent the work well. Mm, that's a hard no. So each each person that, that does work here is phenomenal in their own right. And I love fostering the interests. So ninth house, strategies, goals, goals. Teaching, preaching. Oh, careful driving that day. With Uranus in that third house. Well, thankfully I don't have to go anywhere until the next day. Besides work. Awesome. (laughs) Good. Yeah. It's in my first house. My daughter's going to have her way with me. This is where we up the level of visual content. And I actually wear makeup and real clothes and put on. Well, I don't know if she's going to make me wear actual pants, but if they are pants, they'll be fancy pants. Maybe funky leggings. I don't want to wear hard pants. She's told me I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. But if you want to look important or be important, you got to look important, right? I hate that shit. So I'm I'm (laughs) letting go of some of that. So I'm like, I don't want to. You're getting a makeover, whether you like it or not. She always makes me look beautiful. I, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just, I just hate the social side of it, but it's a bit of that glamour we have to do to get people's attention, right? So, but I was thinking, I, I saw some at the Patreon Creator Fest yesterday, um, on Saturday, I saw some really funky outfits and I was like I was pointing to what I liked because she's the one who styles me when I do things I was like okay I like that I like that if I have to dress up and not wear my hoodies (laughs) then there we go I know I have that Libra energy and I'm supposed to, you know, I do like looking pretty. I do like my nails done. I just hate the social conformity of it. So I'm blowing through those blocks. Okay. I'm working on it. It's a bitter pill. It's a bitter pill. It's a bitter pill. It's a bitter pill. I don't know what else to say about it. I'm not burning myself to the ground again, though. I'm not doing it. I'm too old for that shit now. They're grinning at me in a really weird way. They don't believe me. I think they think I'm going to burn myself to the ground. They're like, oh, no, we <laughs> feel like you're about ready to do something, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you're just you're moving on to a new phase. I am. I am. Yeah, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's funny. Um, 
Now, in in before our segments started, I um, played a little song for Jess, who likes to leave bad reviews about the podcast. I'm okay if somebody doesn't like what I do. And I rarely look at reviews, by the way. But I was looking up something to give to my daughter. And this person actually um, chose twice in multiple months to leave bad reviews. And uh, Jess, if you're listening, because somehow I live rent-free in your head enough to leave me multiple one-star reviews. Um, like, why? Um, they feel like I speak too slowly. And um, they hate that I mention Patreon all the time. So, Jess, just for you. I want you to know that Patreon is launching some amazing new features to help creators liberate themselves and form communities. And rock it. And so if you're a patron, thank you. And Jess, please don't join my Patreon. I you are unwanted. All right. Let's continue on. See that that right there. <laughs> no stars, Jess. No stars. No stars for you. Just I said what I said. I would rather be famous instead. <laughs> okay. Sorry guys, I had to. Just wait till you hear the song. <laughs> it's really funny. I told you, if you want to troll me, you got to pay me because I'm not going to clap back at the trolls who pay me. I'm going to clap back at the ones who want to troll for free. Uh, Mars is going to be heading into Sagittarius soon. We'll talk about that next week. Um, (laughs) You see, you should see their faces. They're like, oh, my God, she's doing it. Oh, I know. What is she like? But yeah, Patreon really is rolling out some amazing features. Um, I'll be teaching some free classes. I talked to, we had an ambassador dinner on Friday night, which was lovely. This is one of the most diverse, inclusive groups of people. Um, I'm really impressed organizationally with Patreon. Very responsive. The ambassador program has been developing the tools and all of the new features that are coming out or have come out uh, and will continue to because it's helping creators not have to fight a freaking algorithm, you know, so people can just come. And what's nice is you don't, you know, you could support multiple Patreons. I support multiple creators. I'm not just in it for me. I support people I enjoy. Um, and and it, it's it's just a wonderful premise. And and the staff and executives and everybody I've worked with are just really responsive and really care about making it workable. And anytime there's been criticism about responsiveness, the, the ambassador program was actually 
um, in response to criticism that Patreon wasn't listening to their creators. And so they were like, all right. And some people are huge, like a gigant or creators. Other people are just starting. There's people who have like five patrons, you know? And then, you know, I'm kind of in a, I'm not small, but I'm not huge. You know, I'm kind of medium sized and, um, they're just, I, ha- I have nothing but good things to say. I wrote a free post about it on Patreon. And I want people to understand with Pluto and Aquarius coming up. Um, it's time for people to learn how to collaborate in different ways um, and to seek their independence. Because being independent doesn't mean you're not working with other people. You make strategic connections. You make collaborations. Um, and as you know, they're even starting a, a streaming aspect that's rolling out. They announced that yesterday and it was funny because Friday night I, I said, they asked me if there's one thing you could have, I'm like, man, could I live stream from Patreon? It would be so nice to not have to go everywhere to do it and not have to do integrations. I'm like, I get it takes a lot of coding and a lot of bandwidth. So if you can't fine, but you asked me and they just beamed and then it got announced yesterday so um which was really exciting the other cool thing i met my korean dad the guy from tiktok he is so nice i got to shake his hand and i did fangirl because he was the very first tiktok video i saw in 2020 and oh wow yeah, I full had circle. Sh- it was absolutely full circle because I was working for Gigabyte back then. And <clears throat> I think I had just started my, um, no, that was the fall. So I had started my blog <clears throat> and, and public astrology phase and was very busy with that on top of work before I ever started TikTok. So like the people who accuse me that TikTok made you, no, actually I was doing really well before TikTok. But um, anyway, the first TikTok video I saw, I logged in and there was his face in the camera saying, did you have a really bad day at work today? I made dinner. Let's go to the beach. And I just sat there going, yeah, I did. I had a really bad day. I want to go to the beach. And here, let's look at the sunset together. And I'm like, it's really pretty. It's so good. Anyway, it uplifted. I was just like, it was like Mr. Rogers, you know. And so it was really nice to tell another creator, hey, I remember a day three years ago that was so awful. And seeing your video uplifted me. So um, he was very gracious and very sweet. And just, I, it was nice, nice to meet somebody who made a difference. So <laughs> I fangirled. I don't do that very often. But I didn't get to meet Mr. Rogers, but I did get to meet my Korean dad. And uh, that's close. I'll take it. <laughs> and he's just as nice in person. So how cool is that? <laughs> I love that. Right? Really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very cool. But uh, it was a it was a neat neat experience. Um I also learned I have not been very social in the last 3 years and it was entirely too loud for me. I'm not used to being around that many people. I was like, "Ah, 
<laughs> so I may not do a lot of big events in the future. It was a little overstimulating. I may stick to the quieter, more intimate ones. So yeah, no. But uh anyway. Oh, we had one more thing we were gonna talk about. You guys keep me on track. Don't let me go on tangents. That's what come on. Mind me, mind me. <laughs> That's why my daughter's coming to executive produce me. She's gonna keep me straight. <laughs> It's wild, I tell you. Well, any suggestions further? Since everybody has Scorpio in their charts, um, what would be your suggestions to people? Now, I'll go through the houses in the patron only, but uh, on this, what what are, what are a couple suggestions for using this energy? Like physical applied, like what can people do practically? Beyond what we've talked about. We'll make this episode even longer because Jess feels like my podcast is too long. So, Yeah, I mean, if it's, the object is annoying Jess, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I feel, you know, I, I feel like the... For me, I am going to be literally sitting down and like plotting and planning. It's good plotting, planning mm-hmm. type of energy. Mm-hmm. Is it in your fifth or your fourth? Fifth. That's fifth. Great. Yeah. That's great. What about you, so Jen? I'll be probably making lists, looking at you know, <laughs> calendars and stuff like that and kind of setting a timeline for myself. You know, making practical plans is, is probably mm-hmm. what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And then also kind of just being open to having kind of inspiration in those areas as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. being open, actively inviting, you know, new ideas and epiphanies as well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of set that intention for myself, which I think helps because I think if you're like, hello, the door is open. I would like some new ideas, some new energy in here. Uh, your, I think your mind can kind of work on it subconsciously and sometimes you'll just get these epiphanies Mm -hmm. that uh they feel like they come out of thin air and Mm -hmm. i feel like this is the energy to to invite it and be specific about what kind of you know epiphanies you'd like to have around what subject and Mm -hmm. like Lori said it's not going to be new stuff it's going to be stuff you've already been working on and have a passion for probably not going to be it's the stuff that you're not going to be stopped you know doing like there's no mm-hmm. there's no stopping you with it it's just kind of mm-hmm. this is like a, like a trebuchet or a slingshot most people i don't know most people know what a trebuchet is that's a very geeky thing it's like a <laughs> catapult <laughs> but it is it's it's a fling into the future and it's just like a lot of force behind it or like if well you guys are all young you probably never played dodgeball but if you're a gen oh, xer no, this is the plow into the nose dodgeball this is the whammo and it gives that twang of the rubber ball that echoes as your nose bleeds um but this could be with good stuff (laughs) 
That wasn't very encouraging. That's funny. <laughs> we did play dodgeball, but we had foam balls. Not the red rubber ones that we used. Because those hurt. Interesting. That's why yeah. you're if you that's why you guys are weak. No <laughs> <laughs> If you pelt if you get them pelted really hard, they can still hurt, but I don't think it's as bad as the <laughs> the oh. like inflatable rubber red rubber ones. Those red rubber balls break noses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. The uh, noise that it makes on impact is like It's squinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, no. I didn't let my children play with those either. So I was like, we don't need those learning experiences. <laughs> Nerf, nerfs, nerfs are enough. So, <laughs> but yes, it makes you a different kind of person when you when you're visually impaired and you were pelted with things you couldn't catch. So, <laughs> so fun. Ah, good times. But yeah, um, what are you going to do? Uh, let's see. Intentions. Intentions. You can manifest. Definitely. Can. Manifestation will work very, very rapidly with this new moon. You want to be extremely specific, as Casey said. Be very, very specific. Um, it is not a bad time to manifest. Don't let anybody bullshit you. This will work very quickly, but you have to be very willing to receive or you will hit you between the eyes. Um, and good things can hit you between the You can have cake thrown at you. And, you know, you can catch that with your mouth or your forehead. Either one. Depends. I'm not good at catching things. So. Um, except my son who has five planets in Gemini and would climb up 20 feet in the air and say, look, mama cat. And I never dropped him. So if it's really important, we can catch. Um, yeah, you can just be really specific. Stop trying to get the universe to hand you shit because you're afraid to make a decision. You were trained to believe you're greedy for wanting things and blah, 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 blah. You can just say, hey, universe, I want this. And it, you can make it happen to some degree. Um, obviously, you need conditions, you know, uh, certain conditions to be met. But even in some of the worst circumstances in my life, um, there have been things that have shown up, you know, just shown up and just the right door open the right thing arrived you know um, the right helper showed up the right connection just in the nick of time so I would say this is not the energy to give up with you know you could be your back could be against a wall but 11 uh, oh, you're recording it <laughs> it is it's 11 11 yeah and so this is not the time to give up this is the time to double down this is the time to believe in the impossible this is not the time to look reality in the face and just say fine because this is the type of energy where the very unexpected can come through this is the 11th hour save this is something showing up out of the ether 
and and if you're so busy saying this isn't realistic you know it's going to be hard to see it there but you, you won't be able to miss it this is going to be really freaking this will not be subtle yeah it will not because the uranus action in there is like surprise 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 so it's funny that too because for the past 24 hours i've had surprise surprise oh <laughs> going on in my head uh good old scylla <laughs> people don't realize she was like a really big pop star in the uk scylla black was like a big deal yeah. she was like super famous so, but she will be forever memorialized on TikTok. Right? I mean, memes really can live forever in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look up good old Scylla Black. She was, she was something. So, very, very famous in the United Kingdom. So, she was on TV and stuff when I was, when I was a college student. So, she, but she was a pop singer, I think, in the 60s. So, Pretty cool. Well, I think we're going to do the astrology Q&A on the patron-only podcast because this is now almost a two-hour-long podcast. Special edition. Just for Jess, he thinks my podcasts are too long. I think we can make them even longer. Yeah. We really put our minds to it. We could. We could be here all night, Jess. You don't even know. All night long. She didn't like my tangents either. Oh, I love the tangents. Right. Some of the best stuff that I've learned from Lori has happened in her tangents. So, you know, word to the wise. <laughs> sometimes uh, sometimes it's worth the wait, huh? And if someone's talking speed really bothers you, they have podcast players that you can speed it up. Yeah. Is she a boomer? I don't know. Just kidding. They could be an Xer. <laughs> you know, not all Xers yeah. are cool. They did spell well, like a boomer, though. Yeah. And if Get you're a boomer it, and you're offended by this, just don't. Okay. You know. I know not that today. not... Yeah, not today. We know. We know not all boomers. Yeah. We know. And she probably isn't a boomer. I have a no, feeling she's that she's younger. And... Yeah, I felt she was like an Xer. Because yeah. half, like half, that of doesn't Gen know X, how to speed up a podcast. Yeah, half of Gen X is not cool. <laughs> there's half of us who, well, actually, there's a third of us who are cool. A third of us who are just really broken, and we take care of those ones. Okay, uh, because we know, we know why. And then there's a third that are abject bootlickers. A lot of those are in <laughs> politics. So, and we yeah. know who they are. I mean, whether they're Tucker Carlson's or that stupid new speaker of the house who's a Johnson. Because, um, yes, he is. Um, <laughs> oh, we know who they are. <laughs> we fought with them in school, too. So, so not all Xers are cool. We're not a monolith. Like pelting them with dodgeballs, breaking their noses. No, they were the guys pelting you with the dodgeballs. I waited for those guys after school. And then I'd scare the living <laughs> crap out of them. Because I would wait behind the bushes. And I would make Give them the old Scorpio noises. rising. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I did psycho- psychological torture on them. When I was in school. 
except for one bully. There was one big bad bully my senior year, and he was like huge. He was a football player, and he was just a massive guy. And he had those poor freshmen up against the wall. And I saw him from like two hallways down from the office, you know. And this poor kid was hanging in the air, and I knew his sister. I was friends with his sister. And I yelled from the far end of the hall, you know, you put him down. And just started marching for it because I had had enough. That's that Libra energy on top of the Sag, but it was justice. And he was like, what you going to do about it? And I was like, you know my brother's crazy, right? Well, I'm worse. And he got really scared. And he put the guy down. And I said, I'm going to tell your mom. And so I ended up with a freshman that followed me all year long after. And I did go tell on this boy's, uh, on him to his mother. And she thanked me um, because he was not good. He ended up doing a lot of time in jail, I heard, after. Surprise, but, um, surprise. Surprise, surprise. My brother, the Aries, was known to be a bit of a wild child and so when I said you've heard my brother's crazy right he was younger than me I'm, like, I'm worse <laughs> that's all it took he was like oh shit I'm out <laughs> so it was kind of funny so but yeah that's all I had to do see bullies stand up to them well guys we gotta do the patron only so this one's for Jess and because we're signing off. But Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Next week, next week we are talking about, um, we'll talk a little bit about more about how you can use that new moon energy to freshen you up. So because it's probably a couple of intense days moving into it. But then we'll be looking at... Da, 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 Sorry, I should have had my calendar open. Um, the sun ingress to Sagittarius. Um, that'll be coming up the next week. And we'll we'll talk just a little bit about the full moon in Gemini on the same day that Mars ingresses into um Mars ingresses into Sagittarius as well and how that energy changes. I think we're going to need a couple of weeks to talk about that um, because life just keeps getting more interesting and we'll probably do Q&A next week um, on the podcast here as well as patron only. We'll see. We'll see how many questions we have in the Google sheet. All right. Well, thank you, Jen. And thank you, Casey. It's always fun. Yeah, thank you. You guys can book readings with them. I will have the patron discounts out um, this week, and I'll also get an email out on the mailing list. You can check that out in the show notes. And uh, you don't want to miss their talents. Take care of yourselves. Be kind to yourselves. And allow yourself to be inspired to take the action that feels you most most fulfilled and most worthwhile and most valued for yourself in the world this week. Mm-hmm.